Hi, Amelia. Hey, Gabs. Looking forward to today's topic. Well, it's your topic. You brought it to the table. I can't believe it's taken us so long to get to it. We oh are talking dun, 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 imposter, imposter syndrome. syndrome. Everybody's talking about it. Mm-hmm. It's a hot, hot topic. Everyone's talking about it. Everyone's feeling it. What is it? Let's define yeah. it for a minute. Right. Yes. So we were just talking before the podcast. It's it's one of the saboteurs, which we've discussed in a previous Coach Approach episode. And it's it's a feeling. I think it's that feeling when you think, I, I shouldn't be in this position. I shouldn't be in this role. I shouldn't be sat in this meeting. You know, someone else is going to do this job better than me. Or even I'm going to be found out. This is, this is short-lived, this promotion or whatever you're doing. Yeah. And it's a toughie, isn't it? Especially if you are in somewhere in a new position, perhaps, mm. where you're like, oh, did they make a mistake? Who, you know, do they know what they're talking about? Did I con someone somehow? They think more of me than certainly I do of myself. And it's, it's that huge self-judgment, isn't it? I'm not qualified enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not mm. cool enough. We hear it with people in parenting. I'm not a good enough mom. I'm not a good enough father. It, it comes up in every walk of life. Just, you, you name it, you can whack an imposter in there. We see this a lot in our practices. And I think the the next obvious question really is, is what is the impact that this has on our clients and their lives and their work and their relationships? What do you see, Gabs? I think the impact is that you don't bring yourself fully to what you're doing. You are too scared. You're constantly filtering yourself or holding back. And it it means that you can't, you don't give it your all, you're not all in, you've kind of got one foot out the door because you're scared or you, you're not relaxed, you know, and you, no one does their best work is their best self when they're on edge waiting for the other shoe to drop. (laughs) What do you think the impact is? I see it very much silencing people. And you know me, I'm all about finding your voice and using it. Shout it loud and proud. But I I see it silencing people. Oh, God, it can pop up in just the most strange places. The upshot of not speaking up or out is that it can have serious repercussions on the actual work you're doing. If you don't speak up and ask that question because you feel like you'd be stupid if you asked, well, actually, that question could have saved the project going down that terrible route that we took uh but I was too scared to ask and I saw it coming but I didn't want to speak up because I thought people would think I was stupid or not qualified to be here Mm -hmm. but you can see it holding people back the anxiety the constant churn and dread there and I think you get really stunted relationships I think you can have a very stunted career as a result of it because you can't perform in a vacuum We need to soundboard things. Even the introverts need to soundboard. Believe it or not, extroverts also get imposter syndrome. (laughs) Yes. Well, that was a really interesting (laughs) thing I learned was that Einstein felt that he was an imposter in his... No. Yes, in his field. And so it shows, we think it's universal because we see it all the time, but it is. No matter how good you are, 
it doesn't matter. That's not the kind of the defining factor about whether you will feel imposter syndrome or not. You can be brilliant. You can be Einstein and you still can feel it. Mm. It really comes out to play when we're feeling uncertain, we're second guessing ourselves or when we're feeling insecure Yeah, because that's when our saboteurs, as our, and there's a lot more saboteurs than just the imposter, I'm sorry mm. to report, but that's when they really come out to fill the silence. So everyone feels uncertain at some point in their life. Even Elon Musk himself must feel uncertainty at times is just how does he deal with that uncertainty and well I mean this is how I explain it to my clients should I kind of go there yeah because that's what we wanted to know is like what should people do yeah like how do you work with it so our saboteurs like if we're zooming out and calling like this what it is which is one of many saboteurs our saboteurs always start in a good place And that's really tricky to understand because how could our imposter be coming from a good place? It's silencing me. It's making me feel like a queasy schoolgirl. But actually inside it's you, it's your value system. You want to do an amazing job. You want to be smart. You want to achieve great things. So of course you're going to silence yourself if you don't think you're going to look smart. Any human would. So what it's done, what this saboteur has done or what this imposter has done is it's quashed all knowledge of your previous success stories of where you do know what you're talking about, of where you have done it really well before, of where you do excel. And you just can't remember any of that. That's just like a distant memory. It might might as well have been someone else. And so really, I, I kind of start to see these things as like almost like a flip of a coin. Like there's a light side and a dark side to this. So if the value is wanting to do excellent work or be seen as the expert in your field, well, when were you the expert in your field? Let's reconnect you back with that, that version of you, because the dark side of that is where you want to remain an expert in your field. And so therefore you don't want to be questioned. So therefore shut up. But you have been expert once in your life, at least once, maybe more because you are in the position you're in. So which side of the coin do you want to live in? A powerful question, because then it's a choice, right? Yes. Yeah. How do you explain it? What's your metaphor or way in? When I talk to my clients about dealing with it, I think it's about remembering that you don't need to listen to it. You can still act in a way that someone who isn't being led by their imposter would act. You could still speak up in that meeting, even if you are hearing something else. You can you can act in a confident way. And then I think the other one is just keep being in action. Don't let the imposter stop you. Take the next step, even if it's hard, because I think what the imposter wants is for you to freeze, not go anywhere, not move. And that goes back to your question, like, what are you going to listen to? Which side of that coin do you want to be on? Because you can let the imposter make you freeze Or you can say, okay, I'm going to still do that thing that feels hard and just stay in action. So beautifully put, because that's actually the epicenter of our work, isn't it? Is pushing through the messy middle. All we're doing is supporting people in, really speaking, behaving differently. Yeah. And that's always going to be icky, sticky and a bit gross. Yeah. But you know that there's something else on the other side. 
So our constant kind of war cry is just do it anyway. You know, you know, it's going to pay off. It's going to feel, but give it a go and then see what the impact is. Because at the moment, the impact is silence and anxiety and roller coaster stomach. So if you fancy doing that for the rest of your life, then crack on as you are. But people don't come to coaching to stay still. They come to change something. So they know that there's a pain point they're going to have to push through. And once they're through that and they can see that the ground didn't swallow them up, they didn't get fired, their partner didn't leave them, they're not a terrible mother, then, oh, okay, that worked. I can do that again. All right. And and it is, it's staying in action. It's such an important point. Mm, mm. And and also knowing that this is universal, like we all Mm. feel imposters at times and you're looking around that meeting thinking you're the only one you're not it will never be just you but that your your imposter will convince you it's just you this is such a shared experience really there's always that relief when that person asks that question in the meeting and you go oh thank you I didn't know that either I guess our challenge is how can you be that person it's a nice note to end on It was very clever. I've never been that clever before. (laughs) That was great. I like that. Yes. How can you be the one that asks the question that makes everyone else feel like, oh, I don't need to pretend I'm the one who's got it together because, you know, no one does really. No, (laughs) trust us. (laughs) We see it all. (laughs) And we've been there and we are there always. So Thank you for joining us, everyone. Let us know about your imposters and if this helps. Yeah. And we have our Leadership Agony Aunts first Thursday of every month at lunchtime in the UK, that is. And we just, it's a free session. Just come in with your leadership qualms and we just have a chat about them and we deal with whatever comes up and whoever's there. And it's a lovely little network we've got going on now, isn't yeah, it? So really come nice. join us. We'd yes. love to have you there. And we have our Lead with Coaching workshop on the 20th of May. That's a full day. That's teaching leaders how to coach. So giving you all of our industry secrets. We're our own worst enemies. Um, <laughs> but it's the, all the skills we wish we had when we were in corporate world. Come join us. Stay in touch. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>